Welcome, dear listeners, to another episode of Health Unveiled, your trusted source for unraveling the mysteries of health and wellness. I'm your host, Carter, and today we're diving deep into the intriguing world of diabetes insipidus. When we mention diabetes, most of us immediately think of diabetes mellitus, a condition that's become all too familiar. But did you know there's another form of diabetes known as diabetes insipidus? It's like a medical puzzle, producing copious amounts of tasteless, watery urine, setting it apart from its sweet-tasting counterpart. Unlike diabetes mellitus, which revolves around blood sugar and insulin, diabetes insipidus dances to a different tune. This condition primarily centers on water regulation within your body, an intricate interplay between your brain, hormones, and kidneys, and it can significantly impact your daily life. Deep within your brain lies the hypothalamus, a remarkable region responsible for maintaining your body's water balance. It hosts specialized sensors known as osmoreceptors, which are always on the lookout for changes in your blood's osmolality, the concentration of dissolved particles. When these particles spike due to dehydration or other factors, your osmoreceptors spring into action. Their mission? To trigger your sensation of thirst, that unmistakable urge to drink more water. Your bloodstream dilutes as you hydrate, and your osmolality returns to equilibrium. But that's not the end of the story. Within the hypothalamus lies a cluster of neurons known as the superoptic nucleus. This tiny powerhouse churns out a critical hormone called antidiuretic ADH or vasopressin. When your osmoreceptors sense high osmolality, they signal the superoptic nucleus, instructing it to release ADH into your bloodstream. From there, ADH takes a journey to your kidneys, specifically to the distal convoluted tubule and collecting ducts of the nephrons. Here's where the magic happens. ADH binds to a receptor called vasopressin receptor 2 FPAR2. When this connection is established, a class of proteins known as equaparins magically appears on the surface of cells lining the nephron. These equaparins act like tiny water channels, reabsorbing water from the urine back into your bloodstream. This finely orchestrated process helps regulate the volume of water that leaves your body as urine and maintains its concentration. But what happens when this intricate balance is disrupted? Well, that's when diabetes insipidus, or tasteless diabetes, makes an appearance earning its name because of the colossal amounts of watery urine it produces. This excessive urination, known as polyuria, can wreak havoc on your daily life. There are various forms of diabetes insipidus, each with unique causes and characteristics. Understanding these differences is vital for accurate diagnosis and effective treatment. We have central diabetes insipidus, which often arises from issues with the hypothalamus or pituitary gland, hindering the production or release of ADH. 
without adequate ADH. The kidneys can't reabsorb enough water, leading to excessive urine output. Nephrogenic diabetes insipidus, on the other hand, points fingers at the kidneys. They become unresponsive to ADH, meaning even if your body produces ADH correctly, it doesn't have its usual effect on water reabsorption. And then there's gestational diabetes insipidus. As the name suggests, pregnancy triggers this type. It's relatively rare and usually resolves after childbirth. While we don't entirely understand the exact cause, hormonal changes during pregnancy are believed to contribute. Identifying diabetes insipidus involves a combination of physical examinations, laboratory testing, and imaging studies. These methods help differentiate between the various types of diabetes insipidus and pinpoint the underlying causes. The good news is that diabetes insipidus is manageable, and timely intervention is essential to prevent complications like dehydration and electrolyte imbalances. Treatment strategies may include fluid and electrolyte replacement, medications, addressing the underlying cause, and lifestyle adjustments. Before we conclude, we'd like to extend an invitation to our community. If you or someone you know lives with diabetes insipidus, we'd love to hear about your experiences and insights. What challenges do you face? And how do you stay positive while coping with the condition? Your stories and wisdom can provide valuable support and inspiration to others navigating the intricate landscape of diabetes insipidus. Remember, you're not alone on this journey towards better health and well-being. Together, we can learn, grow, and thrive. That's a wrap for today's episode of Health and Veil. Thank you for joining us, and stay tuned for more fascinating insights into the world of health and wellness. Until next time, take care, stay hydrated, and keep thriving.